Hi, welcome to Joy Score, offering tips and tools in fitness, health, and mindfulness for your personal journey. I am your host, Ellie Lund, and I'm delighted to have Chisato Hota join us today. Chisato is licensed, is licensed as an MFT and a professional clinical counselor in California. After obtaining a bachelor's at UC Berkeley, Chisato completed her master's in clinical psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy from Pepperdine University. She is currently working on her doctorate in social work at the University of Southern California. Aside from being a therapist, Chisato is a program supervisor for a nonprofit organization. A mother of twins with autism, Chisato blogs about her adventures at Therapist Mama Bear and Two Awesome Cubs. You can find her on Instagram at the at Therapist Mama Bear. Please view the link in the podcast description for more information about her blog. So today we'll be discussing practicing mindfulness as a parent while balancing the demands of a very busy lifestyle. So Chisato, yes. <laughs> welcome. We are so delighted to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. So I was reading your blog and my, you sound very, very busy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. I, I can be busy. Yes. So tell us um, a little bit. I'm very curious as a mother myself. Um, I always felt like I had to choose between a career and being a mom. I want to know, I'm dying to know how you can do both because you're <laughs> very extensive <laughs> oh you're so kind Ellie um so that's a great question um so really I think my big thing was I wanted my children to see that to just go for something that they want if they want to work then that's what you do if you want to work in the house and and raise children that is what you do because honestly being a parent is a job in itself right Totally. Uh, yeah. So if they want to do that, that's more than okay. And I wanted to show them that it's also possible to, to balance both. Now, that doesn't mean that it's easy. But then to be honest, nothing is easy, right? Staying at home <laughs> with the kids is not easy. It is not an easy job to do. <laughs> um, so, you know, I chose that I wanted to be able to do both and show them that it is possible to to balance and that they are um you know when i'm with them they're a priority when i'm at work it doesn't mean that i forget about them but of course in those moments my work is a priority so being able to really um you know balance both and show both that they're both equally as important i think mm. um yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm hearing you say something really powerful in the world of mindfulness and it's presence. Yes. It sounds like you're very present with your children when you absolutely. are with them. Yes. And absolutely. then you're present with work when you're at work. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. How, how do you compartmentalize it too? Like, how do you not get overwhelmed? By <laughs> everything? That is such a great question, Ellie. Really? Um, my personal philosophy is I don't take on a job that there is at least not one part that I can genuinely love. And if I don't have a passion for it, then my 
my boundary to myself is I don't take it on. Now, of course, there's going to be parts of anything that we don't love. <laughs> that is totally normal, right? But if there's nothing that I love about what I do, then why am I doing it? It's not helpful to, to the job. It's not helpful for the staff. And it's definitely not helpful for myself. And it's not helpful for my kids. Because if I come home grumpy, grumpy that's going to spill over to, to my family life. So I love being a mom. I love being a therapist. I love being a supervisor and facilitating growth. I love being a student. Um, so really finding what I love and being able to be grateful and just growing there instead of looking at, oh my God, I have all these things on my plate, which I think sometimes it's easy for us to do. I just kind of remind myself that I chose to take those things on. Yes. You know, I, I, it reminds me of what Eckhart Tolle says about just aligning your being with your doing. Absolutely. And it sounds like you're totally aligning it because you're <laughs> so in love with these pieces that you're holding, right? Yes, that you're creating absolutely. space for. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a young mom, especially as a very, you know, as a mother with a, you know, brand new newborn, my, my mind was always on the baby. And so it was really hard to go back to work because my mind was still on the baby. Yeah. But it sounds like what you're talking about is that you're creating space for both, mm -hmm. depending on what is drawing your attention at that one moment. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, even if I'm at work, it doesn't mean I don't care about my kids. Of course, like, you know, of course, like they are the reason that I do 99% of the things that I do. Um, and like, but if I am constantly worried about what's happening at home, then my work is going to suffer. And because my position, I create a safe space for my clinicians and interns and really try to facilitate their growth so that they can create safe spaces themselves. If I'm not there 100%, it's just not possible to do that. And then the clients suffer and that's not okay either. So really just being able to shift it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what safe space means? Because as therapists, we are familiar with the idea of safe space, yeah. but some of our listeners may not be familiar with what does safe space mean? Yes, I love that question. Um, so my belief is that therapy is a place where we are able to put down our, our stuff that we are carrying on our shoulders that are so heavy and being able to put it down without judgment and have a space where we can just examine it, look at it, step back and say, okay, what's happening? And then hopefully tease it apart so it's not as heavy when we put it back on. Mm, that's so amazing. I love the idea of, and this is what we practice in mindfulness too, is non-judgment. Yes. So absolutely. kind of separating what's going on inside of our mind from the yeah. self and having that space mm -hmm. and being able to look at it objectively and not judge it. Just say, absolutely. okay, this is what I'm experiencing right now. Right. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. So as a mother of twins, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that's even double the time, you know, busy, you know, yeah. so can you tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you face on a daily basis as a mom? And then how do you approach that in a mindful way? That is a great question. Um, so I'm like, how do I explain this? Um, so I think the biggest thing is that 
one of my boys is just very attached to me. He just constantly wants to be with me. So if I'm in a meeting or if I'm in supervision and there's a little one running around like a headless chicken in the background because I'm working from home right now, um, that can be very stressful. Um, but for myself, what really helped was that shift of mindset of like, he's also very excited that I'm home. When before COVID, I was out of the house for most of the day. And I was not really able to spend as much time with them as I would like. And I'm sure as they would like. And now that I am home, even though I'm still working, um, for a quick hug or a quick kiss or a quick hi or whatever it is, or 10 minutes of just spending time with me in the same room is, is a big treat for them. And being able to remind myself of that and just shifting that mindset instead of, oh my God, he should just go upstairs, just being able to, you know what, she's just really excited right now that he's here with me. It helps me to say that to, to my staff of, I'm so sorry, I know it can be distracting, and please know I'm so focused on you. Um, you know, he's just, he's just here. Um, and it's okay that he is. Yes, you know, that is such a powerful phrase that it's okay. It's yeah. okay. And releasing the expectations, especially now during COVID, of yes. things being a specific way, especially as it relates to our profession and our, you know, space and environment, because um, we have new challenges. And I love the way that you make open space for allowing what is happening to be okay. Yes, absolutely. Yes, allowing it and, and acknowledging that his expectations and my kids' expectations are going to be different than mine. They're five. They're not going to have the same expectations as us as adults, right? They don't understand mommy's at work and they, he, she needs privacy. They don't understand that. They, all they understand is mommy is home and I just want to be with her. And so being able to just acknowledge that and shift that has helped a lot with the frustration of, oh my God, just leave me alone. <laughs> it's, it's very e easy to get to that place to just step back and say, it's okay. It's okay. And then it's such a powerful um, kind of like reframing because sometimes, especially as very busy people, we feel like people need to meet our demands. You know, yeah, it's like, it's all about me and you need to work around this space, especially yeah. with the kids, like be quiet yeah. so I can, you know, so uh -huh. I love the way that you are just allowing the children to um, cohabitate in a way with your life. Yeah, and um, as a mother and setting that as a priority. Yes, absolutely. So I know you probably have experienced some stressful situations around this time. <laughs> and I'm wondering if you can describe some calming strategies that you use um, as yourself or calming strategies that you have helped your clients with or your children. That's a great question. Um, I think my big one that I like that's so quick and easy is just... Um, doing the five, four, three, two, one mindfulness exercise where I just look around and use my five senses to ground myself. Mm. It's very quick and easy and it takes like two minutes, <laughs> um, which sometimes it feels- Can, you, can you show us what that would look like right now? Can you actually give me an example of what you, yes. what you would process in your mind? Absolutely. So what I would do is I would take a deep breath and then I would ask myself, as quickly as possible, answer these following questions. Look around and name five colors you see in the moment, four things that you, 
you feel on your body, whether it's clothes, hair, anything like that. Uh, three things that you hear, two things that you smell, and one thing that you taste. Wow, that's and awesome. Just one thing, just mom- it's in the moment. It brings you back instead of bringing, staying in our mind of, oh, it should be like this, and why isn't it like this? And that's where our frustration comes in, right? So to be able to say, Mm-mm, let me go come back into the present moment. What do I see? What do I feel? What do I smell? What do I hear? And what do I taste? That's such a powerful portal. It's it's a portal to the presence, really, is using the five senses. And as an artist, I'm very familiar with that. But I love <laughs> the way that you actually created numbers that, co- that kind of correspond to specific senses yeah. to make it a little bit more tactile for us. Yes. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. Um, and then, you know, what I tell clients a lot of the times is if there's a specific sense that they feel like is stronger for them, then they can just use that. Really like the, the colors. Great. Name all the colors you see in the moment. It can be as simple as that. So we can tweak it to what is best for you. I kind of like doing all five. Just I feel like in every moment it's different. Um, but if I see that like, Oh, that, you know, that wasn't enough, then I will look at, okay, let me just do colors or let me just do smell or let me just do touch um, and really just try to get myself back into the moment. That sounds awesome. I just heard <laughs> someone else talk about the idea of walking through a forest and just standing in the middle of a forest and closing your eyes mm-hmm. so that you can't depend on your eyes. And then it yeah. absolutely just heightens the other senses absolutely. so that you're forced to hear or smell And it just kind of like increases the powers within those senses to kind of like center and ground. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes I think we forget the other senses. (laughs) So it's a great (laughs) reminder that like, hey, we exist and and to use that. Yes. Yes. I I have a question here that I wanted to ask you in terms of letting go of your ideas of how things should be. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, especially as a mom with the development of our children, sometimes we're like, hmm, you know, (laughs) I wish, you know, they could be reading at this point or writing Mm -hmm. or, you know, you know, why aren't they socializing the way the other kids are socializing? And we ask our, you know, we wonder about the milestones and the way they're supposed to be. And how do you release that and kind of like, you know, just acknowledge the present moment? Tell me a little bit about your thoughts around that. That is such a powerful question. Um, So because both of my children are on the autism spectrum, we let go of that very quickly. Um, Being able to celebrate that they are talking or that they are walking and they are doing certain things that we were not sure if they were going to be able to do. It's, it's a very big, important thing that we do. Um, I think just on the daily of, wow, they're talking more. Now they're talking back more, but they are talking more. <laughs> they are talking back more though. Um, and just being even grateful for that because they were not talking for so long. Um, and then I also think like there are things that me as somebody in their 30s are not able to do that might be easy for me to say, oh, I should be able to do A, B, and C, but that's not helpful right? We all have strengths and weaknesses. And if we're constantly looking at our weaknesses and where we should be, then we're not really ever going to be happy or even content, I guess would be the word. Um, So being able to step back and look at 
and celebrate, honestly, the milestones that we are able to meet and to be grateful that they're able to do certain things that we were not sure if they were going to be able to do. Professionals were not sure if they were going to be able to do. Um, that has been very helpful <laughs> to us in being able to really recognize their strengths and really facilitate the growth in their strengths. You know, it sounds like gratitude is such a big part of this reframing of sorts. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know as I'm getting older, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm like losing the ability to do certain things. <laughs> so, you know, I look at my daughter who's 25 now or other, you know, young women and I'm like, oh, I miss those days. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I kind of get what you're saying, you know, even applying it to myself um, as a mother, as I live longer in life and kind of using your perspective to reframe and looking and being grateful for the things that I'm currently able to do. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) Is there anything else that you would like to add that we haven't covered or talked about today that you wanted to bring as part of your story? Um. I think just that to believe in ourselves and just like we believe in, you know, like we talk, we're talking about our kids to be able to believe in ourselves can be also empowering. Um, I think sometimes we, it's easier for us to be kind to others than to ourselves. (laughs) So that gratitude, being able to give it to ourselves, right? Like, you know, maybe it's easy for us to be grateful. Like I have a job and I have kids and I have a, you know, like it's so easy for us to look at what we do have. Um, like that's not really us, but being able to be grateful for like you were saying, um, wow, like I, I have a voice that I have a passion. I have the drive to go back to school. I have, you know, I have a kindness that I, I want to help people or whatever it is. Um, being able to give, I think that gratitude just even to ourselves is so hard, but so, so important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting. I wish I would have thought, talked to you in my early twenties while I was making all of these decisions, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I do feel like, um, in, in those years, I just didn't give myself permission to pursue my career. You know, I, um, I just felt like, oh, I can only, you know, be a mom, I can't have both worlds. And I, and I felt maybe a little resentful that my husband could be a father and have a career. Um, but I didn't understand it, you know, but I think a lot of it came from not giving myself permission to do both, and to celebrate both and be grateful both the way that you are showing because you said you wanted to show your kids and model for them that you can do whatever you want as long Mm -hmm. as you love it and you feel passionate about it and it's okay yes absolutely and also acknowledging that it might not be the way we think it should be right there goes the shit again right so we might think like oh I should be able to be an astronaut but maybe we're not able to be an astronaut, but can we still bring the, the joys of loving space? Can we still, are there ways to still incorporate that love? Yes, sure. So I think just being able to 
to shift that, um, that, you know, maybe you, it sounds like, you know, we're able to give your children that love and space and, and ability to be at home when maybe others, you know, are not able to create that safe space at home because home is just too stressful for them or whatever it is. And it sounds like you were able to give that to your children, which is also a very, very important job, by the way. Um, I wish I, I had that, that um, calmness because I definitely don't. <laughs> to be able to be like, I cannot, I, I cannot handle you 24-7. Like, I just want to do that. Um, so being able to say, you know what? I'm going to... Be, I'm going to take another job so that I can do this and and come back and be the best mom that I can be. And I think we all do that. We all try to figure out the best way we can be a parent, the best way we can be a student, the best way we can be whatever we are doing. And yeah. it might be different for others, and that is absolutely okay because it's our own journey and not anybody else's. Oh, that's so powerful. And you know, it's interesting now that I'm at not that I'm at the end of my journey, but I have gone a long way. <laughs> but um, now that I'm at this stage of my journey, I'm actually grateful that I did it in the way that I did yeah. because I got to do all of the things that I wanted to do, Absolutely. you know, whether it was being an artist or working as a therapist very, you know, during our um, studies at yes. Pepperdine or yes, teaching and, you know, now this. So um, it's just um, everyone has a different path and a different journey. That's yeah. so unique. And I really appreciate you underscoring that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's well, so th- important. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for today. I really appreciate all of the insights that you've shared with us in terms of balancing and giving ourselves permission and reframing with gratitude and, um, you know, just um, the strategies to kind of calm ourselves and calm the children as well. So, yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated it. Yes. Well, thank you, everyone. And uh, please visit our description about Chisato. You can find that in the description of the podcast. This podcast is available on Google, Spotify, Anchor, and on your favorite um, podcast platforms. And we hope to, um, I hope to be with you soon. Thank you. Bye.